following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. So Kevin Costner all of a sudden gets talked into his wife from leaving the life that he had known in the city and buying a farm and becoming a farmer. And in the journey, builds a baseball diamond. And this crazy field of dreams comes alive. And that one line so spoke to me. He said, I've never done a crazy thing until I heard the voice. And you know what? It's almost impossible to ask people to go all in until you've heard the voice. Because it's that voice of God that will take you to the place where he wants to take you. I can't take you there. Your spouse can't take you there. Your loved ones can't get you there. The voice of God is what puts you into the place where he wants you to see a crazy, radical dream come alive in your life. We talked about it weeks back about the transformational map that only 5% of people in society ever make a move of courage that takes them from where they are into a place of transformation. That 20% actually are the only, only amount of people in society that actually move down the map of transformation because they, they're, they're afraid to take that step of courage. But I promise you that voice will remove all fear from your life and will do something inside of you that will take you totally into your purpose, into your destiny. And so I want to talk to you just a moment about that. Scripturally speaking, Abraham, great example, hears the voice, leaves his family, leaves everything, crosses over into a land, and he says he didn't know where he was going or where God was taking him, but God led him by the voice from where he was and made him a whole nation that we know today is Israel. Moses was a shepherd in the desert. All of a sudden he sees a fire in a bush and is turned there and a voice speaks to him to go as one man with a stick and go against the most powerful army and nation in the world and deliver a nation with the voice and a stick. Now, I don't know about you, I've done some crazy things, but I've never gone to a nation with a stick to deliver a bunch of people. But that voice is what made the difference. Samuel is a young man in Eli's place in ministry and hears the voice of God. And it leads him to be one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, probably in all of history. Peter in the New Testament hears the voice and gets out of the boat and takes a step of faith. As far as I know, one of the only people other than Jesus to actually walk on the water. These are all pictures and prototypes for us of once you hear the voice of God, you will be able to take crazy leaps and steps of faith and move your life into your destiny, into your dream. Unfortunately, I believe like Kevin Costner, so many of us get caught up in our lives having children, building careers and having jobs that we forget to dream. But I'm telling you, in 2020, God's bringing dreams alive that you thought were already dead in an old season. It's time to dream again and listen for that voice and begin to say, God, what are you wanting to do in my life in this decade? I can tell you the first time I heard that voice, 
My family all have been saved for years. My brother was a pastor for years before I ever met the Lord. My, all my family knew Jesus. But, you know, just because your family knows Jesus, that doesn't mean you know Jesus. And so I, I got born again, and I really got hungry for the Lord, and I started really reading the scriptures and studying. But, I, but there was something inside of me that that wasn't enough. I was reading the scriptures. Bev and I were attending church. We would be in worship services. It was fantastic. We felt the presence of God. We, know, we, we, we began to understand the presence of God. But something inside of me was crying out, there, I, I, I don't want to know about you in a book. I, I don't want to live my life based on the stories of my family and, and what you've done in their life. My brother, I, had, I knew his story. I knew he had heard God's voice. I, I knew how God had led his life. But I couldn't base my life upon what he had heard or what he had experienced. I needed my own experience. And so what happened, I began to develop this hunger to really know the Lord. Not know about him. Not just no sermons, not just no scripture. I wanted to know the Lord. If it was possible to really know him, I wanted to know him. And so I would study the scriptures and I would pray and, and seek God. You know, it says, ask, you shall receive. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door will be open unto you. And I began to really seek, but I still didn't. I, it's like that U2 song, I still hadn't found what I'm looking for. Until one night. 2.30 in the morning, I take you to the very spot and the very place, in my pajamas, sitting on the couch, 2.30 in the morning, I prayed this prayer. I said, God, my family so, has served you, and I know they're not crazy, well, <laughs> most of the time, and I know they're sincere people, so they're not being deceived. I know other people that have, say they've known you and walked with you. But God, I'm just going to be very honest. If you're really real, and you really are who you say you are, then you can come right here, right now, and speak to me personally. And as soon as I got that prayer out of my mouth, a voice thundered and said these words. You may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but fear no evil, for I am with you. Now listen to me. That voice didn't come from out here in. This is what freaked me out. It came from in here out. It was audible, as audible as I'm on this microphone today, but it didn't come from here. It came, I heard it not coming through my ears. I heard it as it came out my ears, which is a whole interesting dynamic. God's not out there somewhere. God is right here on the inside, on the inside of you. Romans 10 said, I don't have to go up to heaven to get him. I don't have to go low to get him. I don't have to find him. He is right here near you, even in your mouth. So he's with you and in you, but you just may not know him yet. And so my assignment today is to hopefully help you acquire that hunger and to develop the practice of hearing the voice. Because that voice is powerful. There's nothing more powerful. That voice is powerful. It moves mountains. 
It calms seas. It deals with storms. It puts marriages back together. It heals bodies. It delivers addiction. It does, that voice is the most powerful entity in the earth, the voice of God. And so an analogy is the God that's in you is like a receiver. Today, if our eyes were open, you would see sound waves running out throughout this auditorium. This auditorium is full of sound waves that you can't see. Signals are being sent to phones. Everybody here has probably got a phone, and signals are coming to these phones. If our eyes could be open in the atmosphere, there would be so many signals flying through this room, it would astonish us. And what's happening in this atmosphere just through sound and signal. And so what happens is all you got to do is connect. Now, the old time was with the antenna. You dub a DJ. Right? So what was happening, it wasn't like all of a sudden WDG 40 or whatever we used to DNG, whatever we have here. Huh? DNG. What, it wasn't that they weren't talking. It's just our antenna wasn't. Our, our antenna just wasn't adjusted. So see, what these worship services are about on Sunday, it's not just to make us feel good. Every time I get here on Sunday, my antenna gets adjusted. My antenna gets adjusted while in there this worship stuff. And some stuff I picked up last week, some stuff I went through, all of a sudden it's staticky until I get here on Sunday. And all of a sudden that worship starts clearing some things in and off. And next thing you know, my antenna gets adjusted, bam, and I can hear again. Now our current technology, Wi-Fi and connectivity and 5G and 4G now and these connect points where there's Big antennas all around us that are sending out signals. And if we just get to the right hot spot. Touch your neighbor and tell him, if you need something, I'm a hot spot. Tell him. See, if you can't get connected on your own, just dial into my hot spot. I'm right here beside you. And so the point I'm making is, it's, God is speaking. God is speaking all the time. Are we ready to hear? So the first thing we need to do to be able to hear the voice, number one, familiarize yourself with it. This is John 10 and 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me familiarize yourself with the voice. Now, I will say it takes an encounter like I had and like you need to have if you've not had it already to begin to hear the voice because until you hear it, you don't know what it sounds like. But once you hear it, you know it. Now, it's just like my, my wife and I. If my wife calls me, I don't have to ask who it is. As soon as I hear her voice, I know exactly who it is, and I know what kind of attitude she's got going on, <laughs> and vice versa. We don't even have to tell each other what's going on. Just the sound of our voice 
We're so intimate and we've been around each other so often. We're so familiar with each other's voice that we can communicate sometimes without even saying what we want to say. We can hear the tone in each other's voice of what's going on in our lives and check on it. Are you okay? Because it's not what we're saying, it's how we're saying. And God wants us so familiar with his voice that we understand not just what he's saying but what even the mood behind it is. And that only comes from familiarizing ourselves and being attentive to that voice so that we know him intimately. His will is that all his people hear his voice and become familiar. You say, how do we become familiar? I believe the number one way I stay familiar with the voice of God is his word. So almost every day, unless it's some strange circumstances don't allow it, almost every day of my life, I read the scriptures. I try not to do one day without some time of reading the scriptures. Why? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. Y'all know that one? But watch this. Hearing by the word of God. Watch this. Faith doesn't come from the word of God. Hearing comes from the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. The Word of God, just reading it, doesn't produce faith. You can read it, and it's just like another book, until the voice speaks out of it. So, some days, I read the Scriptures, and I hear something very clearly. Other days, I read the Scriptures, and while reading the Scriptures, I hear nothing. But that doesn't mean I quit reading the Scriptures. Why? Because I realize reading Scripture keeps me prepared, ready, attuned, attentive to hear God's voice. Does that make sense? So the number one way is just just as simple as that. Get up every morning, find you 15, 20 minutes, and read the scriptures. That faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If I read the word continually, my hearing will be very attuned to what God wants to say. Secondly, quickly, Acts 13, 2 says... They were ministering, they ministered. Somebody say ministered. They ministered to the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Spirit said, Now separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I called them. I'd never seen this in such light. It says, As they ministered to the Lord, Holy Spirit spoke. As they ministered to the Lord, Holy Spirit spoke. Now, I like worship. I try to do worship in my own private life. I believe that's part of it. I love corporate worship. But I looked up that word minister. They minister to the Lord. You know what that word actually means? To do charitable, generous acts. To do charitable, generous acts. So as they were doing charitable, generous acts unto the Lord, Holy Spirit spoke. You say, how does that work? That's Matthew 25. When you've done it to the least... You've done it unto me. If you want to hear God's voice, begin to take steps of faith in acts of charity and generosity and serve people where they're at, and the voice of God will get very, very, very clear to you. I've never been so in tune with the voice of God as if when I'm serving the less fortunate. I can't, the very first time, actually, I can ever say that I heard the Lord after my experience was in a church service when they were taking an offering. 
And while they were taking the offering, I had very, very little money. And, the, I mean, $100 was a, a massive amount of money. And I'm sitting there minding my own business. They're taking the offering. I'm not giving anything because I have very little. Holy Spirit says, give $100. I was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I leaned over. I touched Bev. I said, Bev, I feel like the Lord just spoke to me. She goes, what did he speak to you? I said, give, uh, give, give some money. She said, $100. I was like, I rebuke you too in the name of Jesus. But I'm telling you, it was a massive step of faith. And I will just, I, I just, 75 to 80% of the time God speaks to me is for to do something for somebody else. And when you start being attentive to that, I think I saw Daniel Hughes here this morning. We had a we had prayer time recently and. uh Daniel had given me some, uh, a, a little bit of money, uh, and I put it in my shirt pocket, and uh, just like that right there, and we're walking around. This lady came in for prayer, and uh, Daniel and I were standing there, and she, she said, I desperately need prayer, and I took her hands. As soon as I took her hands, Holy Spirit says, the answer's in your pocket. Don't pray. Don't pray. The answer's in your pocket. I took it out, and... I said, the Lord said, I can't pray for you. This is your answer. And she burst into tears. It was the exact amount of money she needed for her power bill to be paid. My buddy Daniel. Daniel, are you here? There he is. My buddy Daniel, he's so cool. He said, that's why when I come to church, I leave my money in the car. I said, because you're not going to give it. He said, oh, no, I'll give it. But I at least want the time to walk to the car to pray and make sure it's God. <laughs> but when, you are, when you're attentive to that, you see, and put yourself in the place, that voice begins to be very familiar through the word and through ministry. Second, quickly, we value it. If you begin to value the word, the voice. This is Habakkuk 2, 1 and through 2. Here's what it says. I will stand my watch. I will set myself on the rampart. And I will watch to see what he will say to me. And the Lord answered and said, write the vision. And make it plain on tablets that he may run when he reads it. I have a policy. Anytime I even suspect God speaking, I write it down. Why? I value it. I value it enough to get up and find somewhere to write it down. And what's happened over time is I've gone back and been able to look and affirmed the times that I actually heard God and moved with God and the voice just keeps, keeps getting more and more and more familiar because I value it. Third and quickly, obey it. This is Mark 24. Check this one out. This, this, this will blow your mind. He said unto him, take heed what or how you hear. For with the same measure you use it, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has... To him, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. 
In other words, God's not interested in speaking to his people that aren't going to do anything about it. And so if you start doing that long enough, hearing God and not acting on it, he'll just simply stop speaking because there's no fruit in the relationship of what he's asking you to do. Does that make sense? And so it's not just hearing it, it's acting and obeying it because every time you obey it, it releases another measure of faith. That's why people who hear God often, you know, I've been around people that just like, they hear God all the time and my first thought is, no wonder I'm not hearing God, he's talking to you all the time. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, like God said this morning and God said at lunchtime and God said, and I'm like, God, no wonder I'm not, I'm not hearing because you're spending all your time with him. But, but you know what I mean? But those who use it are always getting more. Those who aren't using it, even what they have, can slip away. What, this one thing solidified my desire to obey God and listen to his voice. Bev and I were uh, in, living in Florida, and we had a little break from ministry, and we wound up at um, SeaWorld with uh, uh, our son, and we, it was Really wonderful, and we were riding the gate, you know, on those trams to get in, and a guy and his son sat down right beside me, and Holy Spirit said, tell him about me. I was like, this is SeaWorld. I can't tell him about you, it's SeaWorld, and I don't know him. I just, so we went on to the park, we got to Shamu, there's a big old crowd there, looking for seats, we get a seat, all of a sudden, out of several hundred people, who's sitting beside me? The man and his son. Boys, tell them about me. It's like, I'm at Shamu. I mean, you, you, in fear. Like, I, what if they think I'm a fool? Right? Later on, we're in line, snow cone, whatever, turn around, who's standing behind me? Tell them about me. And fear would not let me do it. We're leaving the park. It's almost 10, 30 at night probably. Dark. Last tram out. All of a sudden, two people running. Two seats on the tram by me. Who was it? Man and his son. Boy said, tell them about me. And I watched them walk off the tram to the darkness. Not saying a word. Bound up by fear. Now, I'm sure somebody else told them about the Lord. That's the way the Lord is. It's not like they walked into eternal darkness. But my heart broke that I would be afraid to act in obedience. And I made a decision that day. I may act like a fool. I may make a fool of myself. I may even get it wrong many times. But I will never let fear again stop me from speaking and obeying God's voice. So I just say now by Holy Spirit, let's break off the fear of man. We just say in the name of Jesus, we'd rather obey God than obey man. And we just say in the name of Jesus, we remove all fear barriers, all fear of man that would stop us 
from obeying the word of God and we receive the faith now to act upon what we hear, trusting that the Holy Spirit will do it for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One thing that helped set me free from that was the Lord said, any attempt at obedience is blessed. So in other words, even if that was just my heart, you can't deny those circumstances. But if you just, if it, even if it was just your own heart telling you to do something positive and impactful and it wasn't God, God will bless you as if it was God. Because it was an attempt at obedience. Touch three people say, I'm about to obey God like I've never obeyed God in my life. Tell them. Last but not least, I believe it's a daily experience we're supposed to have, not random. I believe daily God wants to talk to us every day. I base that on Hebrews 3.15 that says, while it is said today, somebody say today, if you will hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as is in the day of rebellion. Today, every day, I believe God wants to speak to us. And if we will get up every day expecting to hear God's voice and not harden our hearts, God will speak to us daily. I believe just like every day unless we're fasting, we need nourishment. I believe when we pray, God, give us our daily bread in the Lord's Prayer, that's not asking for provision. That's not asking for God to meet my needs. My daily bread is not my natural provision. My daily bread is the voice I need to hear to live my life by. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Look at Matthew 4, 4. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Daily bread, feeding us with the voice of heaven to lead and guide our lives into our purpose, into our destiny. Job said it this way, I have not departed from the commandment of your lips. I have treasured, look at that, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job was saying, God, I desire to hear your voice more than the food I need to eat every day. I need to hear that voice. Can you dream with me just a minute? What in the world could happen if all of us here at Word Alive started living Hearing that voice. Now I know we hear it, but I'm talking about daily. Being led by the voice. Being moved by the voice. I've never done anything crazy till I heard the voice. When God spoke to us, when we were in that service and we heard somebody will go to every county in Alabama. And I said, Lord, bless that person. 
Lord, bless that person. I thank you for them, Lord. Lord, we'll, we'll support them. And the voice said, that's you. And the next thing we know, the voice said, can you present the state of Alabama on Sunday? It's Monday. I've never done anything crazy until I heard the voice. We start making phone calls, looking for people. Three days later, we've got 20 states, I mean 20 counties with 47 left. We don't know a soul. We start randomly calling people, saying, you don't know us, we don't know you. Holy Spirit, without fail, they said, I don't know you, but I feel God. I'm coming. I don't know you, but I've been praying 20 years for this to happen. We're coming. Next thing you know, 67 representatives show up here at Tabernacles. And now we've stepped out of these counties, and every place we step in, the Lord's there. The fire's falling. Things are happening. People are moving. It's crazy. How could we crazily think that in, but before, between now and the time the election's here, that we're going to be able to go to 67 counties? How, are we crazy enough to believe that God can baptize a whole state? Are we, are we crazy enough to believe that, that God really does carve, has carved out Alabama for His purposes and plans? Are we crazy enough to believe that we could have lived anywhere else in America, but God chose that me and you would be in Alabama right here for this time. And many of you made some crazy decisions that led you to get here. But I'm here to tell you that crazy obedience to God is about to manifest in all of heaven's blessings on our lives. Stand up with me, please. Crazy, radical obedience. Hearing that voice. Isaiah 50 says, Oh Lord God, He has opened my ear. And I was not rebellious. Nor did I turn away. take your hands and place them on your ears today Father God my desire my prayer for your people is that they would hear your voice clearly precisely get through the static get through the guilt Get through the shame. Get through the disappointment of the past. Get through all the barriers that have tried to clog our spiritual ears. Let faith arise in our souls that my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they shall not find. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.